Hi, welcome to Harvest Church Podcast. We pray that as you listen today, you are blessed and encouraged. Thank you so much for listening in. If you want any more information about our ministry, we'd love you to jump onto our website, harvestaustralia.org. Have a great day. Bless you, David. <laughs> Happy Mother's Day to all the beautiful mums in the house. We love you. We love you. We love you. We love you. Oh, it's good. It's a beautiful day to celebrate mums. Where would we be without them? Well, we wouldn't be here. <laughs> thank you, Jesus, for our mums. I was going to pray and then I'm looking forward to sharing. Father, we thank you for your presence. We thank you for your goodness. We thank you that you are here in this place with us. We thank you that you are not a distant God, that you are not off somewhere far away, but you are near and you never leave us. Lord, I thank you that you understand every detail of our lives and you care for us more than we could ever comprehend or understand. And we thank you, Lord, that you care about us in this moment today. And Father, we give you all the glory and all the honor. And we ask this morning, Lord, that you would be glorified in this place. Father, open our eyes to see what it is you want us to see. Open our ears to hear what you want to say just to us. And open our spirits, Lord, awaken our spirits to your presence this morning, we pray in Jesus' mighty name. And everyone said, Amen. I'm excited to share for Mother's Day, but as I start, I just want to pray for a couple people. Is that okay? Beautiful Mel Harris, will you come down the front? Gorgeous, gorgeous girl. I think she knew. You knew, didn't you? (laughs) Oh, I love you. I love you. I love you. I love you. you. Our gorgeous Mel is off to the US this week. She is going to the world's leading health institute to receive miraculous treatments and healing and come back shining. (laughs) So we want to pray for her this morning. Would you stand with me this morning? And I want to ask some people to come out and just pray with me and come and gather around her because we're going with her on this trip. I would go in her suitcase if I could. (laughs) It's pretty big. It's pretty big. I might fit. Oh. You're tempting me. (laughs) But let's just gather around and begin to pray. Father, we thank you for Mel. We thank you for her with all of our heart. Lord, she shines so bright and she lights up every room that she steps into, Lord. Oh, Lord, it is undeniable, Lord, that your hand is on her life. And we thank you, Lord, for your presence all over her. And Lord, we thank you that you are with her every step of the way. Lord, we thank you that this is her time, that this is your time in her life. Lord, we thank you for your healing anointing right now. Lord, we just release healing anointing all over her. Lord, as her family here today, we stand around her heart to heart, side to side. Every minute of every day, we stand together with her, Lord. And we, together as one, we just release your healing, your covering, your protection, your provision, your blessing, abundant life in Jesus' name. We thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord. We thank you for all that you're doing. We thank you for going ahead of her on this journey, for preparing the way. Lord, we thank you that you are the healer, Jesus. 
And we thank you that you are with Mel and that your healing is at work in her body right now. And Father, we bless her trip. We bless every step that she takes. We bless every word spoken over her, Lord. And we bless all that you're doing in the mighty name of Jesus. And everyone said, Amen. Amen. Love you. Love you, love you, love you. This one's a very special one. I love her so much. <laughs> I also would love to pray for Steph this morning. You can stand where you are, Steph. Don't worry. It's, I know, the big walk out the front thing. It's like, really? Do I have to do that? But I'd love to pray for Zeph too. But I know he's wandering right now. He's on daddy duty. So he might hear in a minute. <laughs> but I would just love, oh, there he, oh, hey, Zeph. <laughs> we love you. Oh, they're going to go, she's going to find him. Good on you. This family right here is our miracle family. Yeah. This is our miracle family with their miracle baby. And I don't know about you, but when I'm going through a hard time or when we're facing hard times and standing with other people going through things, all I have to do is be reminded by the Holy Spirit of what he's done in these guys. Come down the front now that you're all together. Now that I'm standing here saying so much, <laughs> all that I need is a whisper of the Holy Spirit to say, remember what I did. Remember my miracle in, the, in this family's life. Remember Reuben and his gorgeous curly hair. Would you guys stretch your hands out toward them right now? <laughs> Father, we thank you for Steph. We thank you for Zeph. We thank you for Mother's Day today. And we thank you for the blessing of their beautiful boy, Reuben. And Lord, we thank you for the hand, your hand on their life. We thank you for your miracles, oh, and we thank you for your blessing. And Lord, I thank you that this is just the beginning, that this is not the end, that you have more to come. And Father, I just release a double portion blessing right now over their lives. I release double for their trouble in Jesus' mighty name. I release double blessing in their family, double blessing upon them in the mighty name of Jesus. Lord, we thank you for all that you've done, and we thank you for what is yet to come. And I just pray your covering by your spirit, your presence over their family, over their home, over their lives, over everything that they put their hand to in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. <laughs> Jenny, can I just pray for you? You can stand where you are. Can you just reach your hands toward Jenny for me? Father, I want to thank you for Jenny. I thank you for her heart. I thank you for the incredible anointing upon her life. Father, I thank you that she faces things that we don't even know about and she stands firm in the midst of things, Lord, in, in the midst of battles and in the midst of opposition. Lord, and over these past years, she has stood so strong in our school for our Christian beliefs and for our precious kids and students. And Lord, we just release your blessing upon her this morning in Jesus' name. We thank you for your hand upon her life. We thank you for your anointing upon her life. And Father, we just pray increase in Jesus' mighty name. Increase blessing, spirit, soul, and body. We ask for your covering and your mighty protection. I ask for your angels all around her. Father, we thank you for her. And Lord, I just keep sensing your incredible joy and your well done over her life. I just see your smile, the smile of heaven, the celebration of heaven over her. And Lord, we just release incredible blessing over her in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, amen, amen. 
We are very blessed, aren't we? God is so good. And I believe that it is so important to celebrate what God does. <laughs> we have a lot going on in the world and it is so important to celebrate the good things because they can slide on by and then we can get fixated again on the challenges and the difficulties and the struggles. But God is doing so many good things. Amen? Amen. Well, I am excited to share this morning on a word that God gave me and um, it's partly what I actually felt for Steph and Zeph and their family too, but the Lord has been speaking to me this year about double for your trouble. And I'm like, Jesus, I'm taking it. I am receiving it. I am very grateful and I am going to begin praying this in this year. So I feel that this year, this is 2022. 22, double number. I mean, there's technically three twos there, so you can take a triple blessing. You can take threefold. I'm good with that. <laughs> 2022 is Isaiah 22, 22. It's the key of David. And Isaiah 22, 22 says, I will place upon you the key of David that will open doors that cannot be opened and will shut doors that cannot be shut. This is the year of the Lord's favor. It is a year of the Lord opening doors that have not been opened in the past. And it is a year of closing off things that have been lingering from the past. This is the year that God is bringing blessing. He is bringing favor. And I really believe in my spirit is a year where he is bringing double fold blessing upon our lives. I was in the car this morning driving to church with my little best friend, Bay. He's bigger than me now, so I can't really say little. But I'm like, Bay, can I tell you a few things? And he's such a good listener. And I had a dream last night. And in my dream, I had one baby in one arm and another baby in, my, in the other arm. And I wake up and I'm like, God, I'm preaching on double for your trouble. And here I am in my dream with these two babies. I'm like, thank you, Jesus. And I won't bore you with the rest of the details. Bay's already heard them, so you can ask him later. <laughs> But I really believe this year that God wants to bring double blessing upon our lives. I might be the only one here in this room that sees double numbers. Is there anyone else who sees double numbers? Give me a wave. Put your hand up and be a crazy person like me. I can see some hands in the house. <laughs> I see double numbers, whether it's on my watch or on my phone or on the treadmill this morning at the gym, I see double numbers. One of the numbers that I see all the time is 1010. And John 1010 says the thief comes to steal, kill and destroy. But I have come that they may have life, overflowing life, abundant life to the full. This is Jesus' promise over our lives. John 1010, I believe, is what we've been living in in these last few years. We've been living in a season of uncertainty. We've been living in a season where we've been in lockdown one minute, then we're out the next, and then we're up the minute and we're down the next. And it's been a season where the enemy has tried to, to take our joy and take our freedom and take our, our hope and our strength. It's a season where we have been battling many things. I'm sure if I asked for a show of hands this morning, there would probably be every single hand that went up in the building if I said, have you been facing more difficulty or battle or trial or struggle in these past few years and maybe even in the rest of your life? And I think most of us would say yes. 
It has definitely been a season where there have been a lot of people contending for healing, contending for breakthrough, contending for whatever it is going on in their lives. We definitely know that we've been experiencing that here. But the John 10, 10 promise is, Jesus is speaking these words and he says, the thief comes to steal, kill and destroy. He only comes to cause trouble. He only comes to steal the promises that I've done. He comes to do no good. No good comes of him. But, says Jesus, I'm here. When Jesus steps in the room, everything changes. This has been the, the, the meditation of my heart all year when Jesus steps in the room. When Jesus steps in the room, chains break. When Jesus steps in the room, deaf ears are opened. When Jesus steps in the room, blind eyes see, lepers are healed, the dead are raised. When Jesus steps in the room, everything changes. The atmosphere shifts. Our perspective shifts. Our circumstances change when Jesus walks in the room. So we might be facing difficult things. We might be going through trials or uncertainties. But God's promise over this year is that out of that place, he is bringing abundance, goodness, and, and incredible blessing upon our lives. 1010. Amen. So double for your trouble. Double for your trouble. I... Um, I love the promises of God and, and, the, and meditating on God's promises is one thing. I've actually started getting little sticky notes in my home, writing up God's promises and covering my mirror. <laughs> I don't know about you, but I'm one of those crazy people who stick things around the house. I used to do it in my kitchen and, and everywhere. So my mirror is starting to be covered with the promises of God because the promises of God are like seed, Amen. When Jesus spoke about his word, he spoke about his word coming forth as seed and it gets planted in the soil. We know a thing or two about seed. We live on a farm. I am the wheatgrass girl in the house. I grow wheatgrass trays. If you need a wheatgrass shot, come see me. <laughs> I have bags and bags of wheatgrass seeds. Those seeds will only grow into wheatgrass if I plant them. And if I water them, and if I care for them, then they'll grow. Right now in that bag, they are sitting there with thousands of little seeds, and they carry the potential of life. But that life only comes forth when I take that seed, when I plant it, and when I water it. And this is the same with God's promises. This is the same with his word that goes forth from his mouth that he decrees will not return to him void, but will accomplish everything that he sent it for in your life and in my life. His word carries power. We might think sometimes that the words we say fall to the ground or is anyone really listening to what I'm trying to say? Well, let me tell you, the words of God will not return to him void. His words and his promises spoken over your life into the soil of your heart. He is watching over those words. He is watching over those promises. And he is intent on bringing those things to fruition because he is who he says he is and he will do what he says he will do. I want to read this morning from Isaiah verse, sorry, Isaiah chapter 61, verse 7. And it says this, instead of your shame you will receive a double portion. And instead of disgrace, you will rejoice in your inheritance. 
and so you will inherit a double portion in your land, and everlasting joy will be yours. You will receive a double portion, and you will inherit a double portion in your land, and everlasting joy will be yours. This is the promise of God over our lives. I am undone again and again by the goodness of God. I really am. I really am. He's so good and he's so faithful. And sometimes in the midst of our struggles, in the midst of our trials, in the midst of things we're going through, we can become discouraged and it can be hard to see him in the midst of what we're, what we're going through. But when I really look at his face and when I look at his eyes, when I look at his word and when I look at his goodness, his heart toward us is full of kindness. It's our... For me, when it comes to my relationship with with God, when it comes to my relationship with Him, the only thing that separates me from Him is things in my life, sin, shame, pain. They're the things that pull me away. It's His love again and again and again that draws me back. He doesn't, He's he's not rules and regulations. He's not big, heavy-handed. He is Love upon love upon love upon love upon love. He is wrote book of Romans where it says, you know, if I've given you my son, how much more will I give you all things? The most precious gift he gave in his son still cannot fathom the cost of that. But he says, if I've given you my son, how much more will I not give you everything? This is him. This is his heart. This is how he loves And he is decreeing over our lives this morning a double portion blessing. I've been listening to a song lately and it's called Come Alive. I am one of those people when I listen to a worship song, I can literally put it on repeat for days and days and days, even going into the weeks category, literally on repeat on my phone. And this one particular song, Come Alive, it's like, come alive, come alive, come alive, dry bones. And it's prophesying to the dry bones to come alive. And I put these songs on repeat because my spirit begins to drink them in. And what I find is that the words begin to go into my spirit and I don't just hear the words, they become part of me. So they actually begin to grow and become part of my heart and of my life. And in this song, um, Come Alive, Dry Bones, I just felt the Lord say to me, it's, it's like in our lives there are promises that God has spoken. There are areas in our life that God has placed his hand upon that for some of us we've been waiting for a long time to see these things come to fruition. Some of us, it might be weeks or months. Some of us, it might be years. And I know there's some in this place where it's decades waiting for certain promises. Time is not a limitation to the Lord. I listened to an amazing podcast this week by a man called Corey Russell. (laughs) Yes. And he was speaking about the infinite life of God. He's like, how long was God alive before Genesis chapter 1, in the beginning? In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. How long did he exist before the beginning of creation? Infinite number of years. He always was, he is, and he always will be. This is how big he is. He is not limited to time as we know a limitation of time. 
He is before all things, in all things, through. He is not limited to time. So we find the limitations of time a struggle and a battle in the way we live, but he doesn't. And whether we've been waiting this amount of time or this amount of time for a promise, it doesn't mean that it's not going to come to pass. He's faithful. And if he said it, he'll do it. I really believe this morning that God is speaking to some of those promises in our life that we maybe feel like we've given up on or maybe may not come to pass or it's been too long or it's been too hard or I'm not in that place anymore. Or look, did God even really say it? Who's heard that one before? Did God even really say that over your life or did you just think that up or did someone just get a word wrong? That's the same voice that came to Eve in the garden that said, did Jesus, did did Father really say you cannot eat of this tree? Did he really say that? That's the enemy. That's not the Holy Spirit. Be careful what voice you listen to. (laughs) But I really believe God is bringing to life promises that have been dead and buried and that he is bringing forth a double blessing upon our lives. When God began speaking to me about double portion blessing, I was like, Jesus, really? (laughs) You know when God speaks something into your spirit and you're going through a hard season and it can be really hard to believe that he's going to do what he said he will do. When you're in a season of drought, for example, it can be a real challenge to believe for rain. When you're in a season of pain, The battle of faith is to believe for healing. Whatever the season that you're going through, when God speaks a word in a seed, it can be hard to hold on to that promise, amen? There's a man called Elijah. And there was a drought in the land for over three years and there was a famine so severe like the land had never seen. And God spoke to Elijah, who the Bible says was a man just like us. And he said that he was going to release rain. So Elijah went up to the top of Mount Carmel and he sent his servant and he said, go to the horizon and look for rain and come back and tell me what you see. Seven times he sent his servant and seven times his servant came back and said, there's nothing there, master. And Elijah said, go again and look and come back and tell me. And the Bible says, let me read this in 1 Kings 18, verse 42. It said, so Ahab went off to eat and drink, but Elijah climbed to the top of Mount Carmel and he bent down to the ground and he put his face between his knees. Go and look toward the sea, he told his servant. And he went up and looked. There is nothing there, master, he said. Seven times Elijah said, go back. The seventh time the servant reported, a cloud as small as a man's hand is rising from the sea. So Elijah said, go and tell Ahab, get ready, hitch up your chariot and go down before the rain stops you. Meanwhile, the sky grew black with clouds, the wind rose, a heavy rain started to fall and Ahab rode off to Jezreel. The power of the Lord came upon Elijah and tucking his cloak into his belt, he ran ahead of Ahab and the chariots all the way to Jezreel. Sometimes the promise of God is as small as a cloud on the horizon. 
It's a tiny little promise in the distance that sometimes we can barely even see. But sometimes God sends crazy prophet people to tell you to keep looking for the cloud. Sometimes God sends crazy men and crazy women who say, keep going, keep looking, don't stop, he's coming. Sometimes we need these crazy people in our midst to stir us to not give up. Because it can be discouraging on the fourth time and the fifth time and the sixth time where we're trying to hold on for the promise of God and we're still seeing nothing. Sometimes we need these crazy prophet people who will tell us, keep looking for the promise, keep looking for the cloud. It's coming, it's coming, he's coming. If God has said it, he's going to do it. So this morning, if God's promise in your life feels so distant, if his promise feels hard to grasp, I'm that crazy person here this morning to tell you do not give up. I'm that crazy woman here this morning (laughs) who cried her way through worship with my tissues in my pocket. I am the crazy person to tell you, go and look again. Go and look again. Don't give up. He is coming and he is bringing blessing upon your life. I began to ask the Lord this week, I'm like, Lord, what does double for my trouble look like? I'm like, I need to know your perspective on this thing because if I just look at it from my perspective, I'm like, all right, if I've been through a hard time, at the end of a hard time, I can feel like I'm left with not much. I'm like, this is what I got left, God. It's not much. I'm like, a double portion of not much is double not much. And I'm like, you know, that's not that exciting to me. <laughs> so I'm like, oh, Lord, I need to see and I need to hear and I need to know what, what you see when you say double for your trouble. What do you mean double for my trouble? <laughs> and I felt the Lord say, it's not double what's left after the trouble, It's double for the trouble that you've been through. What area of your life has the enemy been attacking? What area of your life has the enemy been seeking to steal, kill and destroy? How long have you been fighting this battle for? A month? A year? Several years? How many years have you been fighting? How long has this been going? How big has this been? Start to look at how long you've been contending for and then picture double that I'm bringing in place of that trouble. He's not bringing double of what's left after the trouble. He's bringing double blessing for everything that you've had to fight for, contend for, believe for. Everything that the enemy has tried to steal, kill and destroy, he's bringing double-fold blessing in your life. Double for your trouble. So I'm here this morning to say don't stop looking. Don't stop believing. Go back and look again. Go back and look on the horizon again. Get up tomorrow and keep pressing in. Get up tomorrow and keep believing. Because if he said it, then he's going to do it. God's been reminding me lately about faith. I've said this before and God reminded me this week. Many, many years ago, in the midst of outpouring, when the Holy Spirit was being poured out in power, And I'm not just talking about here, but I'm talking globally. God was doing things miraculously around the planet. And God really touched my life during that time in a really powerful way. 
And I don't know about you, but when you're in the midst of a revival, when you're in the midst of the outpouring of the Holy Spirit, you pray really big prayers because the atmosphere is charged with faith. And you're like, God, I can believe for anything. And, and you begin to ask him for ridiculously huge things. And I remember asking him over and over and over again, Lord, make me a woman of great faith. I would have looked back now and thought, I'm going to pray for something a little easier. <laughs> oh, Jesus, what was I thinking? <laughs> and the Lord's been reminding me of my prayers on my knees, in my closet and on my face down here. Lord, make me a woman of great faith. And I don't know how you can take a timid little girl who didn't even like getting up in front of people doing show and tell at school. I don't know how you can take that and turn it into something else. But God has a way of doing things in our life and preparing us and allowing us to walk through things. Make me a woman of great faith. I was just waiting for a boom on the head and I wake up the next day and, you know, I'm just full of this powerful faith. But, you know, we walk this journey and he walks it with us and he teaches us. He strengthens us. He equips us. He guides us. It's a step-by-step journey. It's a day-by-day journey. Very rarely does he just boom you on the head and then you're done. (laughs) I really wish it was that way. But God reminded me of these prayers and he's been reminding me again of faith. Hebrews 11 says, in Hebrews 11, 1, it says, without, says, um, faith is the confidence in what we hope for and the insurance of what we do not see. So faith is not believing in something that we already have. We have this, we have that. Faith is believing for something and having assured confidence in what we do not yet have. That sounds impossible to me. That's called faith. It's believing God for the impossible. And then in Hebrews 11 verse um, 6, it says, Without faith it is impossible to please God. Because anyone who comes to him must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who earnestly seek him. It doesn't say without prayer it's impossible to please God. It doesn't say without worship it's impossible to please God. It doesn't say without reading your Bible or getting up early or even going to church it's impossible to please God. What it says is faith is the thing that pleases his heart the most faith. He loves everything else. My goodness, he does. (laughs) He loves everything about you and he loves everything you bring to him. But what this says here is without faith, it's impossible to please him. So all those other things without faith, faith is what blesses his heart the most. We um, we laugh in our family because... um, we talk a little bit about love languages in our family and, you know, what's, what's your love language? And I don't know if you've heard about the different five love languages and some people give and receive love through gifts or words of affirmation or acts of service, or physical touch and these things. And, and in our family, my gorgeous husband, probably his number one love language is acts of service. So that means one of his favourite things in the world on a Saturday is to get everyone up and moving and declare that for half an hour we are all going to clean the house and do jobs and get things done. And he is in his happy place when that happens. It's true. 
We haven't had that for a little while. So <laughs> but he loves to make things happen. He loves to do things. He is the most productive person I know on the planet. It's fantastic. It's an incredible gift. So for me, it's quality time. I love quality time. I love connecting. I love, one of the kids said to me for Mother's Day, Mom, what do you want for Mother's Day? And I'm just like, I want you. I want time with you. I want hugs. Let's have lunch. Let's go to the gym. Let's do something. I just want time. That's my love language. God loves our faith. If you want to know how to please his heart, you want to know how to touch his heart, Start to activate faith. Without faith, it is impossible to please God because anyone who comes to him must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who earnestly seek him. Faith is a key to seeing the promise of God released in our lives. Faith is believing that the promise that he's spoken, although it seem impossible in my life, is going to happen. This is faith. And when we step out on a limb over the edge of a cliff against all else, when we step out of that boat in faith and and we are a crazy person and we stand there saying, God told me and I'm going to believe him no matter what you say, no matter how crazy I look, no matter how many tears I cry or no matter what else happens in my life, I'm trusting him. It pleases his heart. Do you want to know how to get favor upon your life? There's a, there's a lady I follow on Instagram. God bless Instagram. I don't know. I think maybe it needs blessing, actually. <laughs> there's a lady I follow on Instagram, and she says that she tells her kids, she says, you know, I love you all, but any one of you can be my favorite at any time, depending on who does the most for me. You know, if you do the most for me, I love you all the same, she says. But she says, whoever does the most for me on any particular day gets to be my favorite. So they've got this little thing in their family where they're like, you know, who's, who's mom's favorite? Well, so-and-so's mom's favorite at the moment because she's done this, 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 and this. But favor is something that God gives. We are all loved the same. But if you want to know how to get favor on your life, begin to learn how to please his heart. Begin to learn how to touch his heart. And this is a little key right here. Faith pleases his heart. Faith touches his heart. You want favor on your life? Let's begin to activate some faith. Let's begin to hold on to some promises, whether they were spoken 10 years ago or whether the Lord whispered it this morning during worship. Let's begin to hold on to those promises and believe him. Because when we do it, decrees in the heavens and the earth... It decrees to the seen realm and the invisible realm. It decrees that I believe in my God, that he is who he says he is and that he will do what he said he will do. And I tell you, heaven begins to celebrate and hell begins to tremble when we raise up as sons and daughters of faith. God will move mountains with a tiny seed of faith. Faith is what activates God's promises in your life. Have you ever wondered why some prophetic words that people get come to pass and other prophetic words, you're like, well, it worked for that person and I'm not seeing the fulfillment of prophetic words in my life. What's the deal? 
What it comes down to is what we do with that word. That word is an invitation. That word is a seed of promise. It is my responsibility once he speaks that word as to what I'm going to do with that little seed, with that little word. Am I going to plant it in my heart and treasure it in my heart? Am I going to water that seed until it grows? Or am I going to get frustrated that my little seed isn't doing very much? And am I going to throw it by the wayside and just let it wither over there on its own? I get to steward the promises of God that he gives my life, into my life. And those seeds will grow if I plant them and water them and stand in faith. With my seeds at home, and Marty has this massive outdoor garden. I have my indoor microgreens, and they've been looking a little bit sad lately. I have been busy, so they're not quite at their best. My wheatgrass is wilting and doesn't quite taste as lovely. But with my seeds... There is a thing that you do which is called activating the seeds. And there is a, a book that I've read by a lady and she's kind of a bit of a health freak like me and I love to follow these, these crazy health people like me. And, and her book is called Soak Your Nuts. I know it sounds like I'm really sorry. <laughs> Soaking your nuts and seeds actually, I know... <laughs> activates your nuts and your seeds and your grains and whatever else. So what you do is you get your seeds and you place them in a jar of water and you leave them on the bench top. And by soaking those seeds, it actually begins the germination process. It wakes up those seeds. Soaking those seeds activates those seeds. So when we activate the things of God in our life, it's like the same with those little seeds. Those little seeds on their own aren't going to germinate and grow until we actually activate them, plant them, water them. And yes, you can do it with your nuts and seeds also. It's very good for you. It's very healthy. What it, what it honestly does, and this is a little health thing for the day, and I, I won't go on forever because you know I can. <laughs> what it does with your nuts and seeds and even your grains if you soak them it actually causes the phytic acid in those grains, for example, to be inhibited. And phytic acid can be something that causes digestive issues. So if you soak your rice before you cook your rice, it is more digestible. There you go. If you soak your nuts before you eat your nuts, you can dehydrate them afterwards or dry them or do whatever you want, make nut milk out of them. It does the same thing with the phytic acid. It removes that. But it actually awakens the life within those nuts and it begins to multiply the nutritional value to your body. There you go. You're welcome. Free health tip. <laughs> So when it comes to the seed of God in our life, when it comes to his promise, when it comes to his word, faith is what activates it. And we can also, with those little seeds, we can begin to see those promises activated in our lives through soaking in his presence, soaking in his goodness, soaking and marinating in his truth. One thing that I do on a regular basis is I have my worship music on, whether it's in my earphones, whether it's in my car, whether it's in my home. And for me, it activates my spirit. Uh, uh, my goodness, being here this morning in the midst of worship, every Sunday when we come, I tell you, my spirit comes alive. Is there anyone else in this house that is with me? Give me a wave. 
My spirit comes alive when we worship. Worship ignites our spirit, awakens our spirit, activates our spirit. Worship actually feeds the promises of God in our lives. At the moment, I, I won't go for much longer. I will. I'll, I'll finish, I promise. At the moment, I am spending my quiet time in our caravan. We have a little caravan outside and I've been spending my time with the Lord out there because I do this crazy thing sometimes in the house. I told you I'm a crazy one. I do this crazy thing sometimes in the house where I put my music on really loud. And I turn my volume up on my phone to full volume. And then I turn my volume up on my speaker to full volume until I can hear nothing else going on except this worship music. And I just begin to worship and pray. And, you know, it blesses my heart, but it doesn't always bless everyone else in the family. So I've moved myself to my caravan. (laughs) But worship activates things in our lives. Worship activates our spirit. Worship activates our faith. Worship is a powerful gift from the Lord and not only touches our heart and connects us to the Lord's presence, but it actually breaks down strongholds and it removes things that need to be removed and it builds up areas of our lives that need to be built up. Worship is a powerful thing that we can use to activate the Word of God in our lives. Worship, whether it's in your caravan or your car or your bedroom, worship is such a powerful thing. I want to finish this morning, and if you would stand with me as I read this, that would be fantastic, and I'll invite the worship team to come too. I want to finish this morning by reading from Joel 2, verse 23 onwards. And it says this, Be glad, people of Zion. Rejoice in the Lord your God. For he has given you the autumn rains because he is faithful. He sends you abundant showers, both autumn and spring rains as before. Your threshing floors will be filled with grain and your vats will overflow with new wine and oil. And then the Lord says this, I will repay you for the years the locusts have eaten, the great locusts and the young locusts. The other locusts and the locusts swarm, my great army that I sent among you. You will have plenty to eat until you are full. And you will praise the name of the Lord your God who has worked wonders for you. Never again will my people be shamed. Then you will know that I am in Israel and I am the Lord your God and that there is no other. Never again will my people be shamed. And after all this, says the Lord, I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. Your sons and your daughters will prophesy. Your old men will dream dreams and your young men will see visions. Even on my servants, both men and women, I will pour out my spirit in these days. I will show wonders in the heavens above and on the earth below blood and fire and billows of smoke. The sun will be turned to darkness and the moon to blood before the coming of the great and dreadful day of the Lord. And to everyone who calls on the name of the Lord, they will be saved. For on Mount Zion and in Jerusalem, there will be deliverance for the Lord has said that he will deliver all who call on his name. The Lord is restoring to our lives what the enemy has sought to destroy. The Lord is restoring blessing upon our lives. 
where the enemy has tried to knock you down, get ready for the Lord to bring double-fold blessing. And He is coming by His Spirit to release an incredible outpouring in this day and in this hour. You may have heard a bit about awakening. And I tell you, the Lord is awakening His people. And he is going to start sending some crazy ones to say, keep looking, keep praying, stick your head between your knees and get down and pray. And do not stop until you see him come because he's coming, he's coming. The Lord whispered to me this morning. He said, sometimes you think you're waiting on me, but sometimes I'm waiting on you. Do you know how much is inside you? Do you have any idea how much He's already placed in you? You are full of life. He lives in you. He breathes in you. His promises are rich within you. The testimony of His goodness is upon you. You are so richly filled with all that He is. Sometimes He's waiting for us to activate what He's given us. And then He pours out His Spirit. Father, we want to thank you this morning. We want to thank you for your promises. We want to thank you for your goodness. We want to thank you, Lord, that you are faithful because you are faithful because you are faithful. And even when we falter and even when we fall and even when we struggle to get back up and look again, you're still faithful and you'll always be faithful to us because it's who you are and you never change and we're so grateful. So this morning, we rededicate our lives and we lift up the promises that you've spoken upon us. We lift up the prophetic words that you've given us, Lord, and we bring them before your throne of grace. And Lord, we call upon your blessing. We call upon your awakening. We call upon the fullness of your promise to come to fruition in our lives. Above all, Father, I thank you that we can trust you. I thank you that we can trust you in season and out of season. I thank you that we can trust you on the mountaintops and we can trust you in the valley because you're the same in both. Your faithfulness is same in both. Your love is the same in both. You don't let us go no matter where we are. I thank you, Lord, that you see us this morning, each and every one of us. You know exactly where we are. You know exactly what we're facing. And you know exactly how to touch our hearts and bless our lives. So this morning, we say yes to you again. And I want to invite you this morning just to lift your hands up and just to respond to him. If you want to respond just by lifting your hands and saying, yes, Lord, here I am. I hear you. And I'm opening my heart and I'm just responding, Lord, right now to say, yeah, come and fill my heart. Come and fill my life. Come and do in me what you want to do in me and breathe on your promises in my life. We say yes to you, Father. We say yes to your promises. We say yes to all that you are. 
And Father, I ask that you would awaken within us this morning a faith that we didn't even know was possible, a tenacious faith, a ferocious faith, a courageous faith, Lord. I ask that you will awaken within our spirits a faith that will not let go and will not stop seeking and looking and praying and contending. Father, I ask a fresh anointing of faith upon all the beautiful people here this morning. And I ask, Father, in the mighty name of Jesus, that you would fill us afresh with your goodness and your love and your grace and your kindness. Father, wash off us everything that shouldn't be on us and fill us up afresh to step into this new day, to step into this week, to step into this fresh season of life and to believe your promise of double blessing upon our lives, a double portion double for our trouble, Father, in Jesus' name. We thank you for your faithfulness. We thank you for your love. And we thank you that just like any good father, you delight to bless us. It brings you great joy. Thank you, Lord. We love you, Jesus. We love you, Jesus. You're so good. We worship you, Jesus. I'm going to open the, the front of church here this morning for anyone who would like prayer. And I'm, just, I'm going to ask Stephen Noni if they would join us out the front. We just want to open the front up. If you need prayer for healing, we would love to pray for you. If you want specific prayer for whatever it is in your life, even if it's just that you want someone to stand in agreement with you over something that the Lord has spoken over your life, then we want to invite you to come forward this morning. And we want to just make that time and space available for you. But we want to bless you this morning. We want to say thank you for coming. Have a beautiful Mother's Day, all the mums in the house. We want to invite you to stay around and to join us. We've got incredible scones with jam and cream, which amazing people have been baking for us. And uh, we're looking forward to celebrating together after the service. But if you would like some prayer, please stay around and the worship team are going to worship. And we want to just stand with you in agreement this morning. But we pray, Father, in Jesus' name, your blessing on this week. We thank you for all that you're doing. We thank you for what is yet to come. And we give you all the glory and the honor in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Have a beautiful week. Be blessed.